You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. So, Dumbo, uh, let me ask you kids. Kids, y'all seen Dumbo? Y'all seen the old movie Dumbo? Yeah, some of you old kids, too. Not, not just the teenagers, but an older kid over here, too. Like some of you old kids, too. So, who did Dumbo make a friend with in the movie? The mouse. What's his name? Uh, Timothy. Okay, I'll give that to you. You got the mouse anyway. And, and Timothy says this really, really deep, awesome thing he says. And this is the first thing, two points out of what he says right here. He says, the very things, he's saying this to Dumbo, the very things that held you down are going to carry you up and up and up. And um, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie, seen it a lot of times, but when I read, when I read this quote, and we wanted to use it in the, in, in the message here today, when I read this quote, it, you know, w- without reading it, because when Timothy's saying, I mean, Timothy Mouse is saying, he's, he's, like, he's like a promoter or something. He's saying, they're going to carry you up and up and up, you know, big and, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But just reading it, it's going to carry you up and up and up. And it had, it had a, just a, a different, different feel for me because I got to thinking about how, how God is. It's like this moment right here, we kind of get encouraged, you know, and we get lifted up. But, you know, it's not just right here, isn't it? Because tomorrow morning, you know, tomorrow, we're going to be lifted up again. He's not just a Sunday God, is he? And so it's like every day up, and then tomorrow and up, he's going to lift you up. And, and, and the next day, he's going to lift you up again and again and again and again and again. And every single day, it just keeps going on. And that was, that was something that was really important to me. But two little points right here out, out of this. And, and the first is this, is that whatever you need right now, very likely, probably, is already inside of you. Okay, now, we'll, let, let's explore what I'm talking about here just a little bit, okay? It's first of all... Dumbo already had what he needed. I mean, in, in those ears, all he had to do was, all he had to do was just stretch his ears, not his wings, right? I guess they were wings, but he had to just stretch his ears and fly. That's all he had to do. But he couldn't accept that right at first. And, and see Timothy, see what's in Dumbo's trunk right there? You know what he's holding? Timothy and and some other friends, they they had to give him something. They called it the magic feather. You know, they had to give him this magic feather for him to believe that yes, I can fly. And, and, and he had to believe, but he didn't, he didn't need that because we find out, I'm sorry for those of you who hadn't seen the movie, hey, it's 60-something years old if you hadn't seen it by now, you know. But uh, he finds out toward the end of the movie that he didn't need the magic feather. There really wasn't any magic in the feather. He had it in him all the time. In those, in those ears, he had it in him all the time. And you know what? A lot of times we do the exact same thing, don't we? We're looking for the magic feather in our life. We're looking for that magic something. We're, we're, we're hoping for some magic incantation. Or, I mean, you look at articles online, and a lot of times what you'll see is five somethings, right? Or the, ten top, the top ten somethings, or the, the seven steps to this. And we're looking for that. We want those things, and we don't realize that a lot of times what we've got, in, what we got inside of us is all we really need. Now, some of you may be thinking what I'm saying is, we don't need God's help. No, here's what I'm really saying. Is I'm not saying we don't need God's help. What I'm saying to you is God has already given us 
A lot of help that we haven't even started using yet. See those scriptures right there? Psalm, Jeremiah, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 1 Peter. If you go to the sermon notes, okay, on the Connect page, you can read all of those. But look at them. Uh, Psalms written by David, Jeremiah written by Jeremiah, Romans, Corinthians written by Paul, and Peter, 1 Peter written by Peter. All those different men writing the Bible, and they all are talking about what God has already put inside. So I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying to you that you don't need God's help. What I'm saying to you is, God has been helping you since before you were even born. He has been putting stuff inside of you, gifts and talents and abilities. And now, like those last two, now spiritual gifts and talents and abilities that he's putting inside of us, he's already been giving to us. So, so you've been getting God's help then be, since even before you were born. He's been getting ready to help you and, and putting stuff inside of you. So there's a good chance a lot of what you need isn't, isn't some magic feather or some, something out there. It's something that God has already done and already placed inside of you, okay? So, and here's the other, the other point from, from Timothy's uh, uh, quote about the thing that holds you back. Go to, go to thank you, uh, Tommy. What is, so you tell, what's different about Dumbo? What's different about him? His ears, right? What is different about Dumbo, his ears, is the very thing that allows him to do what no one else can do. Okay? Has, has any elephant ever flown before? And, and I know this is a fic fiction story. Okay, I, I know that. I know it's not, not a real story. But has any elephant ever flown? No, no elephant's ever flown before. In the, in the movie, you know, there's, y'all know that, y'all remember that song? And right before the song, uh, there's there kind of some banner going back and forth. And, and, and one guy says, I've seen a house fly. Anybody ever seen a house fly? <laughs> right? So y'all forgotten the joke right there, right? You're chuckling right there. You forgot it. You ever seen a house, anybody ever seen a horse fly? Right? Yeah, I've, I've seen a house fly, I've seen a horse fly, but nobody's ever seen an elephant fly. The only elephant that ever flew was Dumbo, and it was because he had these big old huge ears. Okay, what we do a lot of times is we have, we have things about us that are different than other people, right? And what that normally makes us want to do is we want to kind of back up. We, we, we don't want people to notice that we're different, right? We want to cover it up. We want to hide it in some way. Maybe instead of being out here in the spotlight, we want to get back into the shadows so nobody can see what is different about us. But what is different about you is what is going to enable you to do what nobody else can do. And some of you sitting here, you can do something that nobody else in the room can do. You, you can reach somebody that nobody else in this room can reach. You can, you can communicate with someone that nobody else can communicate with. You can, you can help someone in some way that nobody else in this room knows how to do because there is something different about you. And yeah, sometimes it's really a weird thing. You know, some, some of y'all are weird. Did y'all know that? You know, and you got weird stuff about you, but it's a weird, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we'll just acknowledge we're weird. Yeah, I know it. You know, I, I always like to tell, you know, that, uh, that little story about the guy talking to his best friend. He said, you know, I think everybody in the world is weird but me and you, and sometimes I worry about you, right? You know, everybody's got a little weird about them, but the weirdness of you is what God can use to do something awesome and amazing. Okay, here, here's a quote that I don't, I don't even remember when or where I picked this up exactly. John Mark Reynolds said this. He said, God can turn brokenness into a strength if we let him. If you've been around church very much, you've heard that kind of thing before, that God can take your brokenness. Uh, the Apostle Paul, when he was writing in the Bible, he said, he said it's in my weakness that God is strong. Yeah, that's where God can be strong. I mean, when I'm strong, I don't need God. You know, when I've got that attitude, God can't help me. God can't be strong. God's just got to hold, his, you know, hold himself back. 
But it's in my weakness or in my brokenness that God can make a strength. He can, he can be strong in that. It's, it's in my brokenness and weakness. But, but he goes on, he says something even more important, I think, here. Is that God can also transform any tendency to vice into an opportunity to virtue. Now, I'm not just talking about for the kids, but even for us adults, that's a mouthful, right? That's a mouthful. Let's break it down. What's he saying? Here's what I think he's saying. Is I think when, when, when we have temptations... The first thing I think about is a temptation. That's an opportunity for us to mess up. You know, if I'm not careful here, I'm going to say something I wish I hadn't said. I'm going to say a word that I don't want anybody to even know I've got in my head. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to lie. I'm going to stick. I'm going to do something I should do. I'm going to act in a way I shouldn't act. That's, that's what we, th when we think about temptations. That's the way we normally think is here is an opportunity for us to mess up. But you know what? It's also an opportunity for us to win. Whenever we have temptation, it's an opportunity for us to get a victory over that temptation. For us to say no, and I'm going to do the right thing anyway. You, you never win anything unless there's a possibility of losing. You know, because if you win and there never was a possibility of losing, you know what we call, we call that a forfeit, right? Y'all know, anybody play ball? You used to play ball? You know what a forfeit is when the other team doesn't show up and you win by forfeit? How many of y'all like to win games that way? Anybody? Anybody like to win because a forfeit? No, it's, it's the battle. It's the playing. It's the, it's the going after it. Or, or any of you baseball fans out here, y'all know what a relief pitcher is? A relief pitcher comes in at the end of the game, right? To, and, and you know what? If his team is winning when he comes in, it doesn't matter how perfect a game he pitches for the rest of the game. If the team was winning when he came in, he doesn't get credit for the win. Only if the team was not winning, and then, then if he comes in and pitches a great game and maybe encourages his teammates and they come back and they get the lead, then he gets credit for the win. But only if his team wasn't winning in the first place. You know, we don't get to call it a win. So we, we battle stuff like that, but we shouldn't be scared of that kind of stuff. We should just know this is what it takes. And we're going we're gonna to go back into that in just a moment. But I need, I need some more help out of my kids, okay? Hey, guys, young young guys, young ladies, you, you kids that have seen the movie, let me, let me ask you about Dumbo's friends. Now, you've all, we've already talked about one of Dumbo's friends, Timothy the Mouse, right there, up in his hat right there. Okay, what, what, what about some of his other friends? Were these his friends, this next slide right here, were these ladies his friends? No, they weren't. They weren't his friends. I mean, you can look at their face and kind of tell these are not friendly elephants, right? They're not, they're not his friends. They're not his friends. Okay, well, what about these guys? These guys who came, next slide, these guys who came to the, to the circus to see the elephants and all the rest of the, are they his friends? No, thank you. I'm getting a lot of help over here. I don't know about over here, but you guys help me right with this. Are they not his friends either? Well, why are they not his friends? What did, what did, they, what did they do to, to Dumbo? They laughed at him. They laughed at him. They made fun of him. One of, one of the boys is making fun of his ears. See, he's got his hands up like this, making fun of his big ears right there. They're not his friends, are they? Okay, what about, what about this next picture? The clowns. They're not? Are you sure none of these people are his friends? He's got all these people around him, and none of them are his friends? Well, they, before, before uh, we continue our conversation right here, uh, let me just point out to you adults up here, look at his eyes. If you don't know, look at his eyes, okay? These clowns were not his friends, were they? No, they weren't his friends. Look at what they're putting poor little Dumbo through. They're not his friends. Okay, now here's... Here's the, here's the crazy thing to me, is uh, what kind of animal was Dumbo? An elephant. And so that first group over there are elephants. 
shouldn't those be his natural friends? Because he's an elephant and they're elephants, shouldn't that be? And, and then that second, that second picture of, of the boys that came to the circus, they paid their way into the circus, right? Now, normally when you pay your way into some place, you're wanting to have a good time, right? You want to enjoy your time. Those boys did, they, they kind of, they looked like they really weren't enjoying their time because they were trying to act like they were, and they were just trying to have fun at someone else's expense. So, you know, it's like, those are the guys, those, that's another group of people that probably should be connecting with Dumbo in a good way, but they weren't. And the clowns, Dumbo started working as a clown, so he was supposedly one of them, but they just took advantage of him. Here's my point. And who, who let's point out who his, uh, who his friends were before we get to that point. Who were his friends later in the movie? Anybody? Kids? You remember? The crows. Y'all remember the crows? You know, the crows were his friends. They're the ones that helped him learn to fly and helped him figure all that out. They're the ones that were there. And, and, and this is really crazy because what, what, is, what is it when you think of crows, what do you think of? You think, of, you think what? I, I, I couldn't hear exactly, but I'll, I'll tell you what I think of. I, th I, think of, I think of birds that farmers hate. That's what I think of, because they build, what do they build? Scare crows to scare the crows away? Because the, the crows are going to eat up all the corn, right? And so we think of crows, we don't think of people to be friends with. We think of things to shoo away. We don't want them around. So, so here's, my, here's my point, is it's important to have friends, but it's more important to have good friends. And sometimes the friends that we think are our natural friends or we think are the best are not really our best friends or our natural friends it's like okay so, so wait a minute it, it, elephants i don't know if you, you know kind of the old little folklore kind of a thing right if elephants are scared of anything what are elephants most scared of what mice and who's his best friend in the movie a mouse wait a minute this, this isn't supposed to be happening dumbo's not supposed to be friends with a mouse is he he ought to be friends with the other elephants, or he ought to be friends with the clowns that he's working with all the time. He ought to be friends with those people, but he ends up being friends with a mouse and a bunch of crows that everybody else just wants to shoo away. And you know, if we're not careful, we'll start, we'll start looking for friends in the wrong people also. And not even realize that, that, you know, some of you probably thought, looking at that picture of the clowns, that... Some of you probably thought, and I had some heads nod that yes, they were his friends. You might have thought they looked like his friends because they're all happy. Well, they were, but he wasn't. That doesn't, that doesn't make for good friendships and relationships, does it? If all your friends are happy and you're not happy, something's not right. You know, uh, and, and, and here, here's, here's, a, here's a, a point for you. Is that when, and I, and I find this a lot, and I'm not just talking to kids right here. I'm talking, right now, I'm talking to uh, to adults as well, is I find a lot of adults misunderstanding what friendship really is. And a lot of times, a lot of times uh, I, I hear them talking about, well, they're my friend because, you know, they'll drop whatever they're doing to go fishing with me. They'll drop whatever they're doing to go to the mall with me. They'll drop whatever they're doing to whatever it is, fill in the blank. You know, that, and that, that's on surface, that sounds like a pretty good friend, right? But your best friend is not someone who will have fun with you. Your best friend is someone who will help you become the person you need to be. And sometimes, you know, because a lot of times those people that, I mean, man, I can get you all kinds of people to go fishing this afternoon. 
I can find you all kinds of friends to go to the mall or go to a movie or go out to eat. I can find you all kinds of friends to do that kind of thing. But to find someone who is really concerned about who you are and what, what you have inside of you and the depth of the person that you can become and, and all the blessings and what God has put inside of you and helping you bring that out and, and, and be fulfilling of your purpose and all those things, that's what a real friend is. That's, that's what a real friend is. So we have to be careful. The friends we invite around us, like 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, says bad company corrupts good character. You know what that means, kids? And big kids, too. You know what that means? That means if you hang out with people who uh, don't do the right thing and don't say the right, people who lie, cheat, steal, that kind of stuff, if you're not careful, it's going to lead you to become a liar, a cheater, or a thief. That's what, that's what that means. If you hang around with people of bad character, it's going to corrupt your character. You're going, to not, you're going to not see things as straight and as clearly as you used to see things. It'll change you. It'll change you. And you'll start believing that some things that you used to think were bad for you are maybe okay until finally you just start accepting them into your life. That's what that scripture means. And so it's not enough to just have friends. We need to have good friends. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 says, there are friends, and, and I like this in, the, in the, the, this translation of the Bible, the, the NLT. I like this because it's got in quotes right there, you know, so it's letting us know these aren't real friends. That there are friends who destroy each other. Man, that's not real friendship, is it? So that's what I think of when I look back at that picture of the clowns. They could have killed Dumbo with what they were trying to do to him. You know, they could have killed him, but... but, but that's not what a real friend is. A real friend sticks closer than a brother. They're not just there for the trip to the mall. They're not just there for the trip fishing. They're not just there for a free meal or, or even if they just go out with you. They're not just there for the movies. They're there for the whatever. And you need to, and I'm, just, I'm talking to big kids here too, that you need to back up just a little bit and, look, and just, think, just think for a moment, who are the real friends of my life? Who challenges me? Who, who maybe even challenges me in the things that I say are okay and they say, well, no, no, I don't know about that. That we need to be asking ourselves that kind, that kind of question, okay? Last, last little thing, and this is coming, bringing us back around, back to the circle, back around to where we were just a few moments ago. As I, as I dare you to go after the big things in life. Let's go to our last slide there, Tommy. Doing the most awesome thing, attempting the greatest exploits, taking the biggest risks of your life, using your talents to the fullest, will put you in uncomfortable places. Y'all see where Dumbo is right now? He's up a tree. You know what I, was, I thought about this week? You know, I was thinking through this. How do you get an elephant down from a tree? I mean, is there a piece of equipment that, you know, how do you get an elephant out of a tree? You know, we've got, we've got quite a few first responders here in, in the building, you know. You know, I'd like to ask you, some of you firemen, if you were called, you know, I, I meant the old joke, you know, we think you know, firemen, all they do is sit around and wait for somebody to call to come get the cat out of a tree, right? What if you got a call to come get an elephant out of a tree? How do you get an elephant? This is an uncomfortable place. How do you get an elephant out of a tree? You know, I mean, it, that's an uncomfortable place, isn't it? But when you attempt the big stuff, you get in uncomfortable places, like Noah. Y'all remember about Noah? What did Noah build? He, he built this big old boat so big, it boat wouldn't even, that wasn't even the right word for it, an ark. An ark. But Noah built this ark. You know what? It was uncomfortable for him because 
people were laughing at him. Just like with Dumbo. They were laughing at him. They were making fun of him and everything. You know what? It would have been easier for Noah just saying, mm, I'm not going to build this ark anymore. I'm not going to build this because everybody's laughing at me. People making fun of him. But he didn't. He built the boat because he had to do this to save his family. It was important. It was big. And it was uncomfortable. Or, or like Moses. Moses, he wasn't comfortable going and talking to Pharaoh. He, he didn't want to go stand in front of King Pharaoh, the king of all Egypt, and, and say, God says, let my people go. He didn't want to do that. But you know what God had done? First of all, God saved his life as a little infant baby. And God put him in Pharaoh's own palace to be raised around all those people. He, he didn't feel comfortable doing it. But Moses was the exact person, the perfect one to go stand before Pharaoh. There was not another Jew in all of Egypt that understood and was able to do what Moses was able to do. It was uncomfortable, yeah. But this, that was what it took for God's people to be released out of Egypt. Or Gideon. All right, I'm, I'm going to tell probably a lot of your story you never knew. Just a little bit right here. Is a lot of people, a lot of you adults probably know the story of Gideon. And some of you kids may remember the story of Gideon from Kids Church. But there's another story. You may, you may know that story about, about how the 300, they just blew their horns. I, I want to tell you a story that happened before that. Because before that, God spoke to Gideon and said one day, and he said, I want you to tear down that idol. And there was an idol, like a statue that was made. And people were worshiping. And God said, I want you to tear that idol down. So Gideon did. He, he got some friends, they, and they tore the idol down. But you know when they did it? They did it at night. They didn't do it in the middle of the day. You know why? Because if they had done it in the middle of the day, everybody wanted the idol, they would have stopped them. Some of the, he, he probably thought, man, I'll get beat up if I try to do it right now, or I'll get arrested and thrown in jail, and I'll not get the idol torn down. I don't believe he hid in the, did it in the night to hide so nobody would find out because he had to know somebody, they're going to find out who did this. I can't hide this, but he hid because the people, he knew that he would be in trouble and he had to get the idol down before people knew, so he had to do it in the night. It was an uncomfortable place. But listen, here's what I believe God was doing. Is I believe God was testing Gideon. Before I ask him to do this big thing here, where just he and 300 men are going to set a whole army to flight, before I, before I use him to do that, let me test him to see if he's really got it. But listen, what Gideon proved, he didn't prove anything to God. He proved to himself. Because God already knew what was inside Gideon. When you start acting in faith and you start believing, you start speaking in faith, you start praying in faith, you start moving in faith, you're not showing God anything he doesn't know. He already knows. But when you start doing it, you're teaching yourself what you've got inside of you. You're letting yourself know. You're, you're testing yourself so that you know, wait a minute, if God can do this through me, then I believe God can do that bigger thing through me as well. That's what you, you're learning that. So go for it. Even though, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable at times. But it's that uncomfortableness, even, even that, you know, that weirdness or that difference that you have that nobody else has. All of that is, yeah, it's going to be different or weird or whatever, but that's where those great victories are going to come from. That's where the awesomeness, that's where... That's where real purpose happens in our life is not not in the comfort zones that we all try to live in but in pushing the borders of our faith so we can test ourselves and we can know if God does this little thing through me he can do this big thing through me also and I dare you to try something like that 
You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.